You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. isn't that hard. I'm kind of aqua dynamic, I'm sure. I mean, I was as convinced as I was inspired that maybe I was going to be a professional swimmer after all, mostly because they made it look so easy uh, and you do tend to get some really nice bling if you do well at it, at least in the top three. Sermon spoiler alert, if my swimming obsession were a Pinterest project, you would certainly find photos of it on PinterestFails.com, that highly enjoyable website where people post photos of what it actually looks like when you try to make that elaborate snowman cupcake that you saw on the Martha Stewart blog. But I digress. As soon as the Olympics were over that year, I drove my totally unathletic self down to REI, bought a swimsuit, goggles, and cap, um, and some collapsible chopsticks for camping, and (laughs) a gym membership at the Wash Park Rec Center, a location I chose primarily because they have an 80-degree pool. Of course, I was my own coach. And my training began, began at 6 a.m. one cold morning when I walked down the large pool steps meant for elderly folks and got in the pool in the wide lane. The pool is 25 meters in length, which is one quarter the length of an Olympic pool. And I, not having swum a single stroke since third grade gym class, completed approximately 2.8 laps before I realized that if I swam another, I would drown. (laughs) At which point I stopped, stood in the shallow end of the pool, and very seriously pretended to stretch as if those flailing laps were my warm-up. As evidenced by the fact that I am standing in a church basement right now and not in a pool facility, my Olympic aspirations were very short-lived. It is not, as I had guessed, as easy as it looks. Nevertheless, I kept swimming and a few months later found myself spending the weekend in Salida, Colorado. 
which has one rec center lap pool and one springs-fed warm water pool. Of course, I started in the lap pool because my ego is stubborn. Did my usual 2.8 laps, and then, like the smarter people in the building, got directly into the warm pool. Now, I don't want you to imagine romantic hot springs, bubbling pools, or a beautiful natural setting. This was for sure a rec center and an underfunded one at that. Cheap knockoff Disney murals from the 80s were painted on the walls. The place echoed with shouts and door slams. The pool tiles were that lovely shade of institutional mint green. Handrails had decades of accumulated material, deposits accumulated, and the painted cement walkway was peeling along every edge. But it was there in that pool that I finally and fully understood what baptism is about. There are many kinds of ways to baptize people in this world, practiced by many different kinds of Christian traditions. There are inside tanks and outside tanks, rivers and lakes, oceans and streams, silver cups, gold cups, seashell cups, cupped hands, infant baptisms, adult baptisms, born again and again baptisms, warm waters, cold waters, rain waters drinking waters. Communities and entire denominations have been split over the issue of right baptism and what baptism means after it happens. These are all profound theological issues which a community like this has the capacity to wrestle with deeply. So for today, I'll keep the subject to the very moment of baptism and the moments after and just say that the two most important things about Jesus' baptism for me are these. First, that the only response from God to the baptism was to declare, this is my beloved with whom I am well pleased. God didn't give advice or instruction or guidance for John, Jesus, or any others gathered in the water waiting to be dunked. God has no to-do list for the newly baptized. God made no pronouncement on God's goodness or even Jesus' goodness, for that matter. The only comment was, this one is my beloved with whom I am well pleased. Which brings me to the second most important thing about this baptism for me. God is well pleased with Jesus before Jesus does anything at all. The baptism is the beginning of his earthly ministry and a response to, not an earning of, God's blessing. In other words, it is not that we behave well for God to love us, but that God loves us first and we live in response to only that. Before we can even talk about what you will accomplish in this life, what you will see or feel or fear or fail at or stand against, before we talk about your worthiness, your personal message, your call on this earth, before any of that, you are God's beloved. 
I have been called many names in my life. Minister, fundraiser, friend, enemy, lover, teammate, student, very bad waitress. Addict, codependent, loner, social butterfly, Cindy, Sinpin, Pinky, long ago, don't call me that anymore, daughter, sister, but God's only name for me is beloved. She knows me by nothing else. Named as we are, let us remember our first naming as Jesus' first naming. Through water, water is first. Water is everything. Water is life and water is something into which we must immerse ourselves one way or another. And when you emerge from the water, listen for a holy voice naming your only spiritual name, Beloved. And so it was some months after my own water baptism here in this church uh, that I was nudged to rather painfully by the Holy Spirit that I found myself floating in the warm water pool at the Salida Rec Center about to have my spiritual baptism. As I pretended to stretch in the corner of the pool while actually just trying to keep my feet near the hot water in pipe, I watched many different kinds of people join me in the water. These were people who were not, nor could ever hope to be, Olympians. These were young children with goggles and flamingo floaty arms. These were people with fat bodies, weak bodies, soft bodies, flabby bodies, stretch-marked bodies, injured bodies. These were people who could only afford t-shirts and shorts as swimwear. These were disabled people who had to be lowered into the pool from their wheelchair and have their heads supported by loved ones and caregivers as they floated. These were teenagers, awkwardly torn between playing with younger cousins, which is still very fun, or acting appropriately bored by the side of the pool. These were grandparents who walked as slowly in the waters as they did out of the water. I watched all of this and heard a voice whispering to me as I looked at each person sharing the pool with me. These are my beloved Cindy, with whom I am well pleased. The voice continued, you too are my beloved for you too are in this water. And I felt it. I understood in my body, in the water, what it means to get in the river with John, with Jesus, with God. Wade in the water, the voice said, for there you are, beloved. For some on this earth who feel they've got everything under control, Virgo, guilty, that everything must be as easy as it looks, that they have no need of some help beyond themselves, I am sure I sound ridiculous talking about hearing God's voice in a 40-year-old wreck pool surrounded by murals of Minnie Mouse and Daffy Duck. But for those of us who try and still fail, who have longing that moves us yet still doubt, who cannot help but feel as if our earthly ministries will never be enough. I know you understand the weird places where God will show up and whisper in your ear. God shows up first in the rec pools, not the Olympic pools. 
God shows up first in a muddy backcountry river for an outcast minority, not in Caesar's palace among senators and kings. God shows up and whispers to us that we are dearly beloved right at the moment when we give up and get in the warm pool. You see, it wasn't only water that baptized me, although the allure of watching a human-shaped dolphin known as Michael Phelps is what got me in the water. But it wasn't just water, or I would have been baptized long ago. What completed that baptism was spirit coming to me and revealing herself in humanity, in beloved humanity, in humans loving and holding humans and calling each other beloved in response to God's first love. So know this today. You do not have to be an Olympian to belong to God. You can be in the pool with the rest of us and be part of humanity even if all you do is warm your feet against the pipe by the ground. You are beloved at any temperature water and every beginning to our work and our lives must be to hear and know our true names. If anything in you is nudging you in any way that the Holy Spirit nudged me and continues to do so right here in the kidney. If you are moved by what you've experienced in this community or you have a gift to bring us and that gift is only yourself, we invite you today to join us in baptism and you are invited to be baptized here with the community as I was baptized so unexpectedly, even to myself, a few months ago. May it be so, and amen.